Welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases. We're back in my backyard. There's a little bit of hammering going on in the background, so that's fun. Welcome to Sunday. Hey, Pointy. Hey, Moose. Yeah, just been at the Newcastle CD and Record Fair, which was a lovely way to start this Sunday morning, and uh, off to see Jebediah this afternoon, so it should be a, a great day. Uh, who have we got here today, Moose? Before you go on, like those are the two things that you're doing. I uh, watched Archer, drank soy milk coffee, and I'm going to go visit my grandma later. So, that's... what have you become? What have you become? Who are you? Speaking of who are you, we have Carl Young. He is the artistic director of a theatre company called Stooge, and he's also a state prosecutor. Two very polar opposites, but he's here to talk about video games and game shows. They seem like the two topics that would spring to mind, uh, given my two descriptions. So, yes, I I thought that would be a good way to to kick off the proceedings. Let's go into why video games. I don't know. It's a a weird thing for me. Uh, Just video games, when I've had a stressful day, there's nothing better than coming home and just shooting a few Nazis for me. (laughs) I just feel I don't, you know, need to relax or do yoga or exercise. I just want to... Just sort of shoot Nazis. Yes, that's, of course. That's or, or, or something it's, similar. It's a, it's a victimless crime. <laughs> it's a fairly reasonable thing to want to do. Like I think everyone can get on board now yeah, with that yeah. sort of... It's stuff. like there's no minority that's going to say, Don't no, no, the Nazis, Nazis are fine. <laughs> Don't yeah. pick on the no Nazis. One will say it's that. universal. <laughs> or aliens, or aliens. Or They're aliens. Both, that are trying to kill us. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there who's not on board with killing aliens. But though, when they're already hostile, you just kind of have to go for it. If it's oh, kill or be killed. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what if we were meant to be killed? Well, no one's gonna, no <laughs> one's gonna try and kill Alf, but someone will certainly try and kill kind of. But Alf will eat the cat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe he should be killed. Pest control. Cats are not pests. That's. I, I, <laughs> oh, it's just got. <laughs> okay, so taken a We've drawn the line. It's okay to kill Nazis. It's okay to kill aliens. Cats are off. Cats the list. are off no the cats. list. No don't cats. kill Fair cats. Enough. This is the second episode where we've accidentally discussed killing cats. That's a worry. There probably is a video game where you can kill cats, but uh, it's probably online. I haven't seen yeah. it. I'm sure someone's come up with a flash game where you beat up a cat. It's but... uh, a version of Carmageddon where the people are replaced <laughs> with cats. <laughs> to justify that, though, it was, an ex- it was the expression, there's a thousand ways to kill a cat, and I was saying it to a French person who did not understand that that was an expression. So. Just thought you'd written down a list and <laughs> just wanted thought to that he had people in his basement tied up. <laughs> just to let you know, there's a lot of ways this could happen. Not, there, I don't, not well, an expression. I don't, I don't want us to list it, but I really don't think there is that many ways. <laughs> yeah. Is that to skin Unless a cat? You're getting... Or is it to kill a cat? No, the skin. That's why I said skin a cat. Skin but a she cat. assumed that if you skinned the cat, it would have to die. Well, I, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I, think that... <laughs> I mean, unless it's like Hellraiser, where you just end up with no skin and you're still fine. Yeah, this escalated quickly. <laughs> Point to you, you're a gamer. Um, I wouldn't describe myself as a gamer, but I think there's been times in my, in, but I think there's been times in my life where I've been heavily into games. Not so much at the moment, but uh, yeah, when I was a little kid, used to rock the uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh, all right. And uh, then graduated at one point to uh, I think I had a four eight six or a three eight six for a while. Uh, so I moved on to PC pretty quickly and sort of mm. didn't leave there. But I uh, did dabble with the Nintendo 64. 
Okay. See, I, I've never, as a kid, I never dabbled with Nintendo or PC gaming oh, because, really? yeah, I. Um, well, killing cats is definitely not PC. Not what. <laughs> not what I spent my youth doing. Not what I spent my youth doing. No Mario. No, I, I didn't get into Mario till much later. Which, I mean, fast forward to more of the podcast. If you want to hear about Mario? Because I'm sure that's a bigger discussion. But I started off with an old hand-me-down Atari, which had just all your classic Atari games, and. Then fast forward to late 90s, got a PlayStation 1. Ah. That was it, which was like certainly years after it came out. I was Camp Nintendo. You were Camp Nintendo. See, I have them both now, but certainly when I was growing up in school, there was two camps of Nintendo and Sony, and so... I was a bit of a Nintendo fanboy uh, during my school years, so you were probably the enemy. Well, the yeah, I would have been, but I would have been a Nintendo fanboy if I were allowed a uh, Nintendo 64 or a console. I played at other people's houses and I loved it. It sounds like some sort of Beatles versus Stones <laughs> rivalry. It's like, okay, you can't be both. You've got to be either you're for this or against it. But the problem is Nintendo had the classic characters. You had Sonic, you had Mario, you had... Sonic was Sega. It was Sonic Sega. Yeah. But you could play right. that on a N- Nintendo, couldn't you? Only recently. Only recently. It went bust. Okay, and then there was the third. There was the Mega Drive. Yeah. That was the Master System. Master System was the first one, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Alex okay. the Kid and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. There were some good games on, on it. They had that system at an after-school care, so <laughs> I would uh, purposely go early and uh, hog the machine. So. so being a Sony kid and an Atari kid, I completely missed out on both Mario and some um, Sega's Sonic. My goodness. Well, who did you have? Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> Tomb Raider. By the way, I never really got into Tomb Raider, but I did get into Crash Bandicoot quite heavily. That was a great game. Crash Team Racing PS1 oh, yeah. was the Just most Mario amazing. Rip-offs, I mean, come on. Plays better than Mario, still to this <laughs> day. It seems like back then it was okay to just go, I'm just going to make a clone of this game. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I remember a Mario clone that they had on um, the Amiga uh, computer system. I think it was called the Great Gianna Sisters or something along those <laughs> That's lines. That's a catchy name. And it was... Like, seriously, the the level, I remember the first level being exactly the same as the first level as Mario, only you're a woman with puffy hair. <laughs> Different enough to avoid and a lawsuit. It was like, That's okay, right. that slipped through the cracks somehow. Let's take the shape of Mario characters and make them into something and else. It was like, Mario has a hat, that could be hair. Speaking of, continue, I'll be back with, with, a, with a visual aid for this podcast. Oh. Oh. It's a great medium for visual <laughs> aids. Right. <laughs> well, I guess we are filming it. So, hello. We're uh, we're bringing a visual aid. Beautiful. Um, so, so yeah. So, what was the first game that you really sunk your teeth into? Well, I missed Atari and sort of the Nintendo Entertainment System. But one Christmas, I reckon I was about 10, uh, we got the Super Nintendo. And it uh, came with a game called Mario All-Stars.
so that was my first sort of introduction, which was like Mario Brothers 1, 2, 3, it all was like in a one. collection. Yeah. yeah. So that was hours and hours of, uh, of entertainment. I think Mario Brothers 3 was the best, but they were all really, really good. So, yeah, it was the best Christmas of all time. Three's the one where you can get the tail and yes, fly. that's right. And, I mean, uh, which makes sense. You get a tail and you can fly. That's right, and you can find the, the secret flute so you can jump worlds. Because, I mean, it's a pretty long game if you do it all the way through, I reckon. And there's not a lot of... Well, you couldn't save, like, mid-level, but you could save... On the world you're on. That's right. Yeah. So everyone, every time you beat a level, I think it's saved. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've played it. But that was probably my first introduction uh, and the birth of me becoming a Nintendo fanboy, I think. I think games were much more brutal than, than what they are now. Because now you can kind of like save a lot of the time or Change the replay. Level. Yeah, but back then it was like, this is the game. <laughs> if you die, you're back to square one. Just do it again. Those early platformers, like, they're really technically challenging. Like, your eye-hand coordination and being able to jump. Yeah, I'd agree these days. When you can save, sometimes not mid-level, but just every minute you can save or second you just got to push a button. Or it takes you back to a checkpoint that's only like yeah. 30 seconds prior and you don't have lives, there's no game over, you just keep going till you finish it. I, I agree, I think it was a lot more challenging back in the day. Yeah. Well, and also if you um, got stuck on, like, maybe Mario's not a good example of that, but in some games that sort of have puzzles or are a little bit complex, if you got stuck, you just <laughs> had to try and work it out or just keep, like, yeah, there wasn't keep a persisting. Online, yeah, but... you couldn't just go... Oh, level four, this, <laughs> how do I beat this? And Watch you're like, oh, right, okay, yeah. I've got this down pat. You really had to, like, rack your brain. I've just been given a Luigi hat. <laughs> Why am I Luigi? It, it, the, it you're taller. My, it was in my left hand, the red was in my right hand. Oh, it was purely placement. But, um, yeah, there's a Mario and Luigi hat on both Carl and Pointy's heads right now. They were given as an engagement present to us, so we wore them around for the last maybe half hour of the engagement party. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. No Crash Bandicoot hat for you? No Crash Bandicoot. He never really wore a hat. It just happened <laughs> to be like a giant Bandicoot head. I almost I almost said raccoons don't wear hats, and then I was like, hmm, something's wrong there. It's in the name! It's I know. in the name! Which is why I didn't say it, but then thought it was hilarious to bring up. It didn't That's make true. it past the filter. <laughs> got, got the red light. Yeah. Sorry, what were we just talking about while I was grabbing Mario hats? Uh, a couple of things, but kind of uh, how games today are probably a little bit easier and less brutal because you can save so often. Mm. You can walk through, like, check stuff online and, you know, work the path out. I was, I was from a mother who really never understood the fact you just sometimes have to save things. And it was really like, turn the game off, turn it off now. And I'm like, no, I, I just have to keep playing for a little bit until <laughs> turn it off now. Well, I used to keep it paused overnight. Sometimes oh, I just go, tactic. just turn the TV off, leave the console going. But how do I reason with you now that it needs to be played until a certain point? Otherwise, all this time has been wasted. <laughs> There were games like that, and when I was growing up, I was only allowed to play on the weekend. I wasn't allowed to play on a school night, which was a pretty crushing rule for a kid. And then we were allowed to play one hour at a time. (laughs) So as you can imagine, those games where you don't get to save and you've got to start again... Um, myself and my really siblings would pull the start of games. Oh, you could kill yeah. the start of crazy. A game. <laughs> so I had two younger brothers, so we would pull our time into a three-hour block and try and, as a team, yeah. beat the game. But you yeah. could never beat any of those games in That's three hours. That's great teamwork, though. Yeah, awesome. I mean, you send the youngest brother for the early levels, and then he's got to build up to me. But uh, but yeah, we certainly got very. System. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, before we uh, jet past the Atari, um, there's one thing of note that. That I kind of thinks, well, personally, I think it's hilarious. 
I remember playing this Atari game as a kid, and it was kind of like it was about making burgers. <laughs> right. And so there was sort of like shoots at the top of this screen. And you'd get, like, a, down the bottom, it would be, like, this is the kind of burger you need to make. It's got two <laughs> buns, lettuce, tomato, cheese. And out of these shoots, like, the ingredients just came out. And you had to run across the screen, like, horizontally <laughs> and grab the right piece to make the burger in the right order. I'd like to say it's a fast food-funded training kind of video game vehicle. But, but this was just entertainment. That's too sad, though, because you actually went and then worked at Burger King. Hungry Jacks. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, yeah. Had you learned from the... Uh, I think so. Experience? I think it was like, I was training for this my whole life. <laughs> I've got this. Is what it was like behind the scenes at... Uh, uh, it wasn't quite like dropping that. Dropping from shoots <laughs> people running. It, people were running because <laughs> you had to get the drive-thru done in a certain amount of time or you got yelled at, which is a very odd thing. It's kind of like your manager's 20, you're 14, and they're yelling at you, get this done! We've got to get the drive-thru done in 90 seconds. But, um, but yeah, I do feel like I was training for that job my whole life. And I just discovered recently that I found my crew handbook from 1999 when I started Whoa. at this job. So you I've got a crew perfect handwriting. I'm like, what the hell happened to my handwriting? <laughs> but you can read this. It's not hieroglyphics. <laughs> so it's a piece in time. And I've been saying it for about a year, but I can't wait till we actually do it. I still remember how to make like all the burgers. Because I guess it's repetition. You, you've done it that much. So I want to host some sort of burger party where I get to relive that. Would that would be incredible. I'll just give you an apron and you can just start going at it. Is there well, no secret sauce or special ingredient that nope. you don't know? You know everything. Nope. Knows everything. You could set up your own rival chain. <laughs> <laughs> make it 50 cents cheaper and you're on your way. Is well, we were trying to work out how to make money from a podcast. So maybe... <laughs> Maybe we can just make burgers. <laughs> I don't remember what I played in the Atari. Just I think it was just the basic general general games that came with the Atari. I remember something about spiders and brick walls, but what about Pac-Man and Space Invaders? They all came. Yeah, on Atari. yeah, I think I played those. The classics. And Pac-Man is the Crash Bandicoot of Atari. <laughs> um, but Pac-Man sort of took off again, or at least between my Facebook friends, when Facebook first sort of became big, they used to have games on your wall. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really have that anymore, but there was a Pac-Man one. And I think there was about like 10 of us that really got into it and were trying to get the highest score. Because uh, Pac-Man existed on Atari. It was very simple graphics. It was what it could handle yeah. at the time. And I guess when Facebook started, that's what it could handle embedding in your page at the time is what you could play. So, yeah. I mean, it was just... It's a classic for a reason. It's very simple, but it's also... It gets challenging as you go up, and it's also quite tense when you've got the ghosts coming oh, at your character. Yeah. <laughs> Games on Facebook should just not be a thing, though. Yeah, like yeah in a way. They died a slow death. Yeah. They're sort of gone now. But... Like, I judge people that send me game requests. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Can you stop that? <laughs> stop. And Farmville. Oh, just the death. No, I don't do any of that, luckily. It's um, like, if you do it, it should be like a secret shame. Like, you should just be doing it like... You should have a separate Facebook account just for that. It's like you're skinning cats and sending people invitations. Yeah. It's that bad. It's like you don't want it known. Um, I, it's funny you mentioned the tension in games, though, because there's certain games my fiancé will not sit around while I play because I become an asshole. Wow. Because I... 
I'm so tense trying to get through it to the next point and get through the level that I just get angrier and angrier with it. I'm just like, I need to do this. I can do You do sometimes scream and want to throw the controller. Yeah. Uh, my dad, who got me into gaming, uh, is a, a culprit for that, playing Mario Kart. He gets very <laughs> angry at the computer players yeah. for overtaking him and will yeah. yell at the screen. Things Road like rage on Mario yeah. Kart. They're an algorithm, Dad. They don't know you. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's just a cheat code in there that they're always going <laughs> to overtake you near the finish. Um, so his classic one is, you rat Luigi, just as he overtook him, or whenever he gets a red shell. So I'm so glad I gave you the Luigi hat. <laughs> so, yes. For my dad, wearing the Luigi hat as a complete rat. So I think the one that I first got really stressed with was the first one I got on. I think the two games we got with the PS1 were Abe's Odyssey, which oh. was great to start with and then got so stressful during the middle of it. So difficult. My yeah. goodness, and you just die over and over and oh, over again. Oh, man, in horrific ways. Oh. What is that? I've never heard of it. It's sort of like this little alien creature and he's trying to escape from a world that he's in. I can't quite remember I think he's like it. a he's like a prisoner trying to escape yeah. from his captors, but there's just traps everywhere. That's my memory of it. And occasionally you have to communicate with the other people of his species and yes. just, like, help them escape and certain controls made you say certain things to them and one left back controller made you fart and it was just it's perfect for a 10-year-old. Yeah, very gross humour. <laughs> we love that. Yeah. Well, when you said stressful, I thought you were going to say something like Sim City, and I'm like, is there a game that should just not be made? <laughs> hey, want to relax? How about you manage a city and protect it from natural disasters? All the time. Make sure things are zoned correctly. Don't put your industrial too close to your residential. People will get sick and die. Training future politicians. Just be God. Just sort everything out. I never played Sim City. I did play The Sims. Um, although I gave up probably around The Sims 2, but they're, mm. they're still going strong. I know there's a people that I know that don't really play video games will play The Sims. I guess there's just something about maybe that being God and... That's sort of people. like people who don't really watch television watch Big Brother. Yeah, I think that is very similar. Just, just <laughs> narcissists. that like, like, I, Everything does revolve around me. <laughs> I know there was a big, uh, a big uproar because... In the new version of The Sims, when people get in the pool, you can't take the ladder away, <laughs> therefore leaving them to drown. But apparently oh. there's a patch coming, they're putting that back in, because <laughs> there were that many people upset that they couldn't commit pool murder. Well, that's that's something that's, that's something that's really interesting about games like Grand Theft Auto. There are the kinds of people who love to play it by the rules, and there are the kinds of people who love to steal cars in a video game, pick up prostitutes and kill them. Look, I'll play to win the game, yeah. but then say you're in a really hard level and you can't do it and you just want to take a break, it's instead good to use one life. Instead of yeah. your controller, <laughs> I'll just, just kill some people randomly. Just, just take a car for a joyride, get four stars so the cops and the helicopter and the tank are after you and just see how long you can last. It's, it's fun. And after all the work that went into a game like that and all the hours and all the great, beautiful graphics and interactivity, you're still in that car going, wow, I can change the radio. <laughs> The radio stations are really good. Yeah. The best Grand Theft Auto for me was Vice City because it had all the oh, classic yeah. 80s yeah. songs and all the costumes and stuff, but uh, I would just drive around listening to 80s hits. It was the best. Oh, my God. It's perfect for our generation. We missed being a, a terrible 80s person. Like, well, Not like all 80s people were terrible, <laughs> but like a terrible 80s gangster kind of person. This and is really a dark episode. <laughs> I didn't intend it to be. It's video games. It's not supposed to be dark.
A lot of video games these days are dark now. You that find is true. Uh, shooting sort of, Nazis. Sort of focusing on the story. Like, there's a few uh, video games I've played which I'd say would almost rival a film as far like as that. how involved I get. Like, there was one called uh, Heavy Rain, whereas it's, oh, yeah. it's more, sometimes it's more like an interactive movie rather than a game. You really just it's sort of choose your own adventure. The choices you make sort of inform the plot. That was one where there was a serial killer and you played as four different characters essentially trying to solve the murder but you got really invested in the characters and it was a game mechanic where uh, your one of the four characters could die at any time or depending mm. on your choices they could survive and once they died they're out of the game yeah. for the rest and so all their chapters that had been programmed suddenly you didn't get to play anymore wow. so so it can be a completely different game every if you and play like it fifty again. different endings. Yeah. Um. So one of my endings, like literally, two of the characters had died, whereas other people more had survived or they got a happier ending. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you get to the end of the game and because of the choices you've made, one of your characters commits suicide, which isn't particularly a. Uh, but I guess that's good for replay. Yeah, like well, it gives right. you a reason to go back again. It's like, well, I didn't like how that turned out. <laughs> Let's give that another crack. I can do that better. <laughs> Well, that that all kind of evolved from... I reckon Metal Gear Solid was one of the first popular games like that. I remember playing the first Metal Gear Solid and being blown away. I still play oh, yeah. them now, but I'm, I don't know, I'm one of those people who thinks he's gone a bit overboard with it turning into a movie. I think the yeah. end of Metal Gear Solid 4, it, must, it felt like about an hour and a half watching this ending thing, yeah. and I was just sitting there going... My goodness. I'm not good on cutscenes, especially ones that long. Oh, just well, way too long. Which makes it incredible that people think they can create movies based off video games. It's like, Ugh. oh, should we don't need to see a movie about Doom. That's if, not yeah, no. that was a horrible movie. I don't think there's been one good video game movie. That's my opinion. Not that I can think. The Mario movie? There was a Super Mario oh, Brothers God, one. How dare you? That movie was <laughs> terrible. Was Luigi a rat? <laughs> Um, I guess people would say the Tomb Raider movies were okay. Okay, though. But that's, I think that's probably about as good as you're going to get. Well, what else was there? Well, they've had Doom, Prince I'm of Persia. Sure. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, no. a bit awful. They had a Hitman movie. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. They been too they, bad. They Resident Evil's all right. The first one was okay, But that's actually. like generic zombie movie kind of fodder, though. Mm. Yeah. It was still based on a, on a video, a video game. game. Silent Hill, they did a movie of that that was pretty average. No, I never saw that. They did a movie on Wing Commander. Oh. With uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Notice all that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> if you're getting stars like that. So I've got to go straight, straight to the movie <laughs> shop and get that one. Uh, I think they've done some Final Fantasy Yeah, they have. As well, like, like animated ones. ones. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did some Pokemon movies too, I think. But I guess that was that a TV show before a game? Or? I reckon it was sure. a game before was, was it was a TV was show it before like it was a movie. card thing before... Oh, right. No, it was it no, a card game? No, the card thing I reckon came after the TV series. Okay, I just wondered whether it was like a Dungeons & Dragons type situation where... You know, there's some there was some game based on stats. I'm pretty sure really? it was like a like a Game Boy type game, and then it was a TV show, then it was cards, and then it was movies. Well, I remember, yeah, about year maybe year seven or eight, which would be yeah maybe late nineties. Everyone playing Pokemon and trading and mm. getting really into it, and they had the TV show on like Cheese TV or whatever, yeah. and. Everyone yeah. was just Pokemon mad for a few years. Oh, yeah, and then there was Digimon, and then... Uh, oh, it's that other one. It's kind of like that. I don't know. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! That's it. That, yeah. Those sort of card-based games. Yeah. yeah. I still have a few friends who play Pokemon, but it seems to have dropped off yeah, quite I'm rapidly. Yeah, it might have. <laughs> so did um, either of you play games, like, on a computer rather than a console? I'm a pretty big console guy, I so I predominantly console. play on a console, but I also have Steam and... 
if there's games that aren't available on consoles that are only PC, I do. But I'm a I'm a Mac person as well, and I think most PC gamers usually have a, a PC it's with all the specs done. Yeah. There are a few of the really good games you can still get on Mac, but mostly it's just for Windows operating systems or I, PCs. I do remember playing a lot of... What's the game where you're the German guy with the guns in Wolfenstein. the... Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Yeah. I played a lot of Wolfenstein. That's probably the only so game. you had a lot of headaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, that I, was not a good game. That was <laughs> not a good game. But I did play a lot of that game. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, like, I think... When Doom came out, it was definitely a step up. Yeah, Doom was great. It made you less sick. So when did you, I guess, start playing games less? Was there a moment or was Uh, it just a gradual thing? I think it was probably once I started working full-time. Yeah, it makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah, uh... So yeah, like probably after I finished school, um, I went to business college for a year. Probably played a bit that that year, but yeah, after that it probably just waned off. I think when I uh, was in uni was probably my peak game playing because I wouldn't go to class you just play all day but yeah I agree now that I work full time um, a game recently I played I just was like oh, i got to finish it and you know usually I, I have a wife now so we'll usually you have a wife usually, <laughs> I, usually, <laughs> usually I, have I have a wife, wife. it depends <laughs> most of the time depends on the mood um, but so she'll go to bed like 10 o'clock and then I, if I've had a stressful day I'll stay up and play video games yeah. and I really wanted to finish it this night because I thought I was close to the end but I finally did it and I looked at the clock and it was 3.30 <laughs> and I had to get up at you know uh, 6.30 to go to work and I was like total time I've sucker. made a terrible mistake <laughs> <laughs> so it does you do have to find time to play um, which can be really hard well, funnily enough I my peak was when I was in my teens and Tony Hawk pretty much fused oh, a Playstation God. controller to my hands like <laughs> And then when I got the PS2, Tony Hawk on PS2 was just amazing. But then I think when I... I think maybe in my early 20s, I started really petering off. But I moved to Darwin in my mid-20s. I think I was 24. And my fiancé, then girlfriend, lived in Sydney. And I had a lot of free time, you know, in Darwin. And I just kind of went and bought a PS3 and got totally sucked back into playing video games because I had I was so separated from most of my friends and family and I did have friends and family up there but you can't really monopolize everyone's time because you're the traveler mm. um, and so I played a lot of PS3 and um, I think uh, I got that was my first time I got Guitar Hero and oh boy. yeah first time I got Guitar Hero alone in a different city and I just pretty much got sucked into that something shocking that South Park episode of the Guitar Hero one, that's the best. I had a cousin who got so good at Guitar Hero, he would enter competitions and win. Oh, that's awesome. Like, it takes a lot of time to get your skill up to that level, but he was doing, like, hands all over the place. Oh, and God. I mean, I couldn't put that much time into it, but there was a lot of times when me and my mates would get together and when they introduced the drums and the, yeah. the singing and stuff. But it was a lot of fun for a while, but I guess... Video games like that, they have sort of a limited shelf life where you play, 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 and then you get sick of it and they sort of go away. Well, I I kind of got sick of it when I no longer... I didn't have as much time to invest in it, and I did finish it. And I think, was it Rush, at the end of one of the games, wrote this three-piece 
fucking rock opera type <laughs> thing and you had to play through the entire thing and you'd never really heard it before and you're like, oh God. It was like the save point thing. Each of the songs was so long, you're just like, okay, my hands are killing me. Yeah, I remember they had some, like, they had Metallica's One and yeah. it's just so slow at the start, but then there's just this mad solo near the end that you'd always lose on and have to start like the first five minutes again or Freebird, the very end you'd lose. And it was I pretty I, epic. I thought I was totally done with playing Guitar Hero after a point, but um, I moved back to Sydney and my fiance Nothing Kitty was quite sick one day and had a day off work and I was like, oh, I'll just go down to the shops and I'll get you some stuff from the chemist and blah, blah, blah. And for some reason I went into like Target or something like that and I just saw like the... Beatles rock band game sitting there for nine ninety five on special discount. And I'm like, that's happening, um, and I got right sucked back into that. You're like, I'm wasting a lot of time. <laughs> well, I'm willing to make this thirty hour commitment to Beatles rock band. The 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 look of it was so amazing and you're so familiar with the songs and we could play different parts and Nothing Kids, you loved playing the drums so I played the guitar and the bass parts and then you could unlock cool stuff like um, old Beatles Christmas LPs that they sent out every year that were never re-released or anything like that so if you played to the end of a certain lot of levels you would unlock like rare photos and you'd unlock um, like them like a half an hour Christmas LP and different stuff that you'd never be able to get, which is really cool. So they're sort of forcing you to keep playing if you want uh, yeah. all the good stuff. If you're a giant fan, just dangling this little treat at the end, <laughs> so you run through the maze. And <laughs> but funnily enough, we, um, if landlords, if you're listening, I'm very, very sorry. But we had a dog dumped over our fence one day, and it was alive. It just, was alive. It, it was alive. Just beautiful, and we named her Buffy, and she was just wonderful. We couldn't keep her because of the rental agreement, right. but she's 18th month, or 18 month old. Staffy Cross and uh, possibly had been used for dog baiting or something like that. She was just, you know, not in the best p- part of her life. So we contacted Dog Rescue and sorted all that out. But while we were waiting for someone to take her, um, we had her and there was a, I think there was a big storm and we had her inside on a blanket. Oh. And um, I think maybe you were there or at least um, Hannah was there from a couple of podcasts ago. And we were playing through because we'd finished Beatles oh, Rock Band so many. Yeah, we were playing through Beatles yeah. Rock Band so many times that we downloaded um, the extra content, which is the full Abbey Road album to play through and the full um, Sgt. Pepper's album to play through. And at the end of "I Want You," she's so heavy. You know how the sound of it kind of st- ends up going and then cuts out. It went silent after that. And the dog just started barking like crazy. Like, it really got to her ears. And she started running around, like, barking like crazy. It was amazing. It's really good. Or traumatic. Or traumatic. (laughs) Not amazing for Buffy, but, you know. No, but we calmed her down and she was happy after that. But it's like, what what set you off? There you go. Maybe there's some sort of uh, hidden thing in the track only audible to dogs. True. Maybe the truth about Paul being dead was... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fake Paul. Um... Also, though, talking about music games, the other thing I got with Abe's Odyssey with the first PS1 was the Spice Girls game. And you kind of played There's as... Been so many references to the Spice Girls <laughs> over the last three or four episodes. It's, I don't know uh, how it's happening. Do you want to do one? Yes. My current wife was once the nanny for Ginger Spice's kid. In, lived in Ginger Spice's house. You're fucking kidding me! <laughs> there you go. 
So if you want this to turn to the Spice Girls podcast, there's the a little... There's, At there's, what there's, point? Uh, when she'd first started uni, I believe. So before uh, we'd met, yeah. she yeah went over to the UK to try her hand at nannying. Was what nanny- year are we talking? Uh, I think it would be circa 2004, 2005. Oh, um, that might be wrong. It might be a bit after that. But uh, So she was nannying for this lady who happened to know Jerry, um, Jiveny, who's my wife, said she wanted to be a bit more central into London because they were sort of out in the sticks mm. uh, and said, oh, well, I know Jerry's looking for a nanny, went for an interview um, and then was the nanny for her child, Bluebell, for... Uh, a four-month period of time. Yeah, the but what Girls. on earth was the Spice Girls game? Fucking nightmare. Um, <laughs> it was. It was not the best-made game. The Spice Girls with giant heads were kind of fun, and you got to remix their songs and do different things. But how did you win? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of perks, but you don't win. <laughs> well, I uh, know. Oh. For well, let's hope I don't sound like a broken record. But because I'm not that competitive, I've always in. <laughs> Sorry. I've always enjoyed games that are not really that competitive, uh, especially like on PC. I was really into the adventure games like uh, Monkey Island, oh, yeah. Sam yeah. and Max, Day of the Tentacle. Like there is a point like you do win the game eventually, but it doesn't really feel like you're in a competition the whole time and it's not time-based. So you're not sort of going, oh, I've got to get this done. It's kind of like, oh, I'll just explore Take this world time. and I'll uh, do things. And just so that I'm not talking about Star Wars again, I'm not going to talk about any of the Star Wars games <laughs> that I've played because yeah. there have been a lot. And let's just leave it at that. Fair <laughs> enough. I've never been a big uh, Star Wars game person, but... Uh... I, I did play Monkey Island. I, Lots I don't of mind Star Wars references of, in that. Yeah, a lot of sort of those adventure games. It can be a bit hard when you're supposed to join two random items <laughs> yeah. to each other. But that was kind of the point of it. It was yeah. like, oh, it's, it's a bit surreal, a bit wacky. Like, sometimes there wasn't really a reason why you were meant to do something. It no, just worked out. Just attach fish to rope, put down train, get <laughs> yeah. cat and things like this. It's like, how are we supposed to get this? But yeah, I think that's back to the point that like games really lead you by the hand now or yeah. are sort of made to have a very linear and structured way of going through it. But yeah. back then it was kind of like, no, no, we're just going to make this world and there's, you just do random shit and somehow you get to the ending. And there will be points where you will walk around for half an hour not knowing what the like, next oh, thing to I do is. I put the banana there. Of course. <laughs> But that's why it's, it's going to a more plot-based system. It's going to almost like a movie that you can control. Yeah. That's what a lot of those games are like. Wasn't there a movie where they, like, they had um, motion... They motion-captured Ellen Page and... That, that, that was a recent game called Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. So it was all a motion capture. I got about halfway through it and gave up. Unfortunately, it wasn't very good. And uh, Willem Dafoe as well, um, which was about her having a spiritual friend that could also... Uh, sort of destroy stuff. I, I can't tell Me- how it all came out because I didn't finish it. <laughs> Me but, uh, my spiritual friend, William Defoe. Yeah, that was by the same guy who did that uh, Heavy Rain serial killer oh, okay. game. So I had high hopes for it, but it just wasn't as good. It sort of jumped backwards and forwards in time, but um, then there was this level where you're like Ellen Page, age 13 or something, going to like a birthday party and <laughs> she's got a boy she has a crush on and I'm like... Yeah, this isn't really doing it for me. So Triangle, talk to him. Triangle, talk to him. It literally is like that. <laughs> it's like Tell he me wanted more. that fish to work. <laughs> Speaking of, though, um, film stars in games, there's always the awful topic of games based on movies and how very few good ones there are. 
Yeah, uh, sort of game tie-ins to movies. Mm. Very rarely, if ever. Can you think of a good one? Uh, well, I can think of a lot of Star Wars-related ones. <laughs> there you go. Do you not allow any stuff to talk about? I think there was a couple of good Matrix ones um, back I in the day that weren't too bad. Mm. Uh, other than that, none spring to mind. Well, no, it's not exactly a movie tie-in, but the um, Batman games like Arkham oh, Asylum, like I know they're not oh, like yeah, direct tie-in because yeah. they're based on something else, but they're really fucking good. The yeah. Batman Arkham games are, are excellent. Say yeah. the, the last one wasn't totally. very good, but yeah. They're not really based on the movies, I guess, not no, the no, Batman but... character, but it's the same sort of vibe to, yeah, to yeah. the yeah. Nolan like films. Of, yeah. Well, I guess that's what a lot of um, movie games seem to be, that sort of style. Like, yeah. I always got into, like, although there were a lot of shitty ones... Oh, by the way, before I get to that, uh, it's not really a movie tie-in, but I do remember playing the Wu-Tang Clan, like, fighting game. It was like <laughs> Tekken with the members of Wu-Tang Clan and various awful, awful instruments, like balls on chains and shit they hit each other with. Well, that just reminded me of some of the best video games that become movies. There was a Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, yeah! And there was also a Street Fighter movie that starred John claude Van Damme and Kylie, and Kylie Minogue. Minogue. And apparently they uh, they got together on that set. And there's, uh, there was an article that was released last year detailing you it. You heard it here some, first. Uh, some saucy reading. <laughs> oh, wow. Those movies were apparently terrible, though, right? Oh, I they're horrible. Yeah. I remember when they came out. Like, they're and... sort of so bad that they're kind of good. Laughable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you. I'll blame it on you. Um, I was always really into... Well, I'm a huge fan of Disney and Pixar in general, but Disney and Pixar, though they've had a hit and miss kind of ratio with games there have been quite a few good ones uh, although it sounds odd the um game based off the late 90s disney hercules movie was really good it was ps1 and very 2d and sort of um you couldn't really go back and forth in the world it was one of those like kind of almost sonic you're going across the screen the screen moves with you ones but it was really challenging and it was really fun to play and the Bugs Life game wasn't too bad. I remember playing the, the Toy Story game as well and was thinking it was okay. Yeah. Um, but you just reminded me they've got that series now, Kingdom Hearts, which is sort of like Final yeah. Fantasy crossed with with Disney movies. And I remember playing that. I'm not big on the sort of RPG or Final Fantasy games. Yeah. But playing Kingdom Hearts and going to all like these Disney worlds and having the Disney characters speak, I was getting really emotional thinking of my childhood. <laughs> like it was a really good game. Totally. Um, but yeah, look, I guess you get to fight people as Mickey and Donald and stuff and Goofy. It was really, really cool. Yeah, my fiance, Nothing Cutie, plays that a lot. And um, she also plays Epic Mickey, which is a very similar kind yeah, of game. I've never played that, but I've heard it's quite good. It What's is... it about? <sighs> I don't. I've never really is it just played a it Mickey, myself. Yeah, Mickey sort of platform. It is, no, it's really challenging. It's right. kind of it's kind of like the Kingdom Hearts style of gameplay, but with simply Mickey. And um, my nephew has a copy of it on Wii, and just rarely plays it because it's way too hard for someone who's nine years old. Wow, it's maybe meant for adults. For a Mickey game, you'd think they might have made it a bit more accessible to young people. It's but well more meant for adults. Something for them to look forward to. <laughs> Learn the challenging throw the controller at the screen frustration early. Exactly. But one thing that my nephew and I both have in common was we're both Disney Infinity maniacs. Because 
I always I was watched him play Skylanders. The it's almost like the Spyro spin-off where they have the little figures that they put on the machine and the, you it comes on the screen and then you change it on the machine and it comes up on the screen and you I play as that character. These things about Disney Infinity, what is it? Well, it's it's kind of like that Skylanders game is described in that it's Disney characters from all the Disney Pixar different worlds and you buy the starter pack which is essentially a little um a little platform and the actual game and you get a couple of characters but you put the um say if i was playing with mike wazowski from monsters inc you put him on the platform and there's one basic world you start in where you build build your own world essentially and you can in the games win different items that you can build in your world so the other day i was playing with um i was building pride rock in my (laughs) thing from lion king and um there's the Cinderella castle and different things and you, you can essentially combine all of the Disney worlds in your little toy box but each of the characters has their own game so you put on Mr. Incredible and you play through almost an entire story like I, I've been playing Mr. Incredible's game for quite a while and I have nowhere so near reached the games. games no they're, they're the full game. games per character and so you've got, you can play, depending on which characters you buy, I think it's this perfect marketing thing from Disney because well, they're never going to be able to you get the whole lot. You start building them up. But um, say you put on Sully and Mike and you play the Monsters, Inc. world, or you can play group challenges, or you can play in the toy box and just build stuff up. And it, is this the thing? It must get expensive though, right? Is it yeah. you have to pay for each character? Yeah. So I've only got a few characters with the starter pack, and I didn't get it when it came out because I was like, I can't justify buying that <laughs> at all. Um, but they released the Marvel one recently, ah. uh, where all the Marvel characters and so this will go on forever. This will go on forever because Disney now owns Marvel. <laughs> so in between, obviously, the next Avengers movie and the last, they've released Marvel on Disney Infinity, and so the original Disney Infinity with all the Disney Pixar characters went down to, like, I think, 30 bucks for the starter pack and 8 bucks instead of 20 bucks for the characters, so I just grabbed a bunch while it was there. Good call. It's a really engaging game, because you can play whole stories as characters, and then you can play in the toy box level and build shit up, and then you can play sort of, like as Rapunzel from Tangled in Jack Sparrow's Pirates of the Caribbean world. It's kind of just this odd mashup of just all Disney stuff in the one universe. I'll have to look into it. It sounds kind of cool. <laughs> Are we sponsored by Disney? <laughs> we have done a bit on Disney. Maybe they should buy us beer. Um, so, I know neither of you seem to have been massively into PC games, so probably not is going to be the answer to this question. But World of Warcraft, Diablo, those type of games, either of you? I um, directed a play with my theatre company, which included as part of it uh, Machinima from World of Warcraft. So, um, as a result, I had to buy World of Warcraft. How much time did you lose? I hated it. Oh, really? So, I I probably played it for about five hours so that I could get the different characters doing the things I needed them to do for the cutscenes yeah. in the theatre yeah. and then never touched it again. So but I feel like it's one of those things maybe if I'd kept playing it would have grabbed me and I was just like I can't afford to let that happen. So, so World of Warcraft as well is one of those card and character like proper real life based games right? Well I guess it's all sort of based on the Dungeons and Dragons type concept where you've got stats and you know 
it's sort of predetermined in some fights who's going to win, right, based on whatever their statistics are. Yeah, and I think you look at what people's levels are and you can put things on you before you go into battle. I mean, I only just scratched the surface of it, luckily. Well, um, well, I have, well, I have deliberately not played it because I'm like, this seems like the sort of game where I could just lose my life. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, you hear of people that are just playing it hours and hours and hours and in a row too like they they just sleep and then play world of warcraft because the game keeps going while you're not in the world and if you form part of a group or a guild or whatever they're called and they're saying well we're meeting at this time before we go into this big battle i mean you've got to be there it doesn't matter what what you're doing well i did sink a lot of time into diablo though but i think that's not quite as bad like it's maybe the gateway drug it's not the drug <laughs> itself because <laughs> it's, it's similar it was it online with other players or was it just you could play it online right there it's got its own like i think i only thing. ever saw the first player story but that makes sense but yeah it's it's very similar i guess in the mechanics of it all but yeah it actually has its own you know beginning middle and end rather than just well this is just all open slather and you can just lose a year in this place in terms of video game addiction though try and get a kid off minecraft i watched minecraft documentary the other day about the makers of it and the company becoming bigger and i just went i i, I don't know if i can ever play that a I'm, a i don't think i'm that kind of that kind of video gamer anymore but B, wow, that just seems really addictive. Yeah, my six-year-old nephew is really into it at the moment on the iPad, and it's... Uh, I've never it's, really played it. Me either. It's one of those things... I've, I've had a quick look. It's probably not bad for kids to be playing as far as video yeah, games yeah. go. They're learning how to build things. There's but worse. I just think you've got to monitor the time that kids are spending in front of a screen. And, and it's that on purely games. addictiveness of it. Yeah. For some reason, it just sucks people in. And I... Just moving on slightly, um, it seems like video games now, it's not as traditional. It's not sitting in front of the computer or sitting in front of your console because a lot of it is mobile and tablet-based now. And there's people that probably wouldn't describe themselves as gamers that are gamers because Mm. they're there playing Candy Crush and, you know, maybe that's not a game in the sense of what it originally was. Yeah. But, geez, there's a lot of people playing those types of games. And that sort of makes a lot of people who would never be into video games into video games, you know? Yeah. People will be like, oh, I don't play video games, but I play all of these things on my phone. Yeah, well, that's right. The amount of apps you see people with on their phone and people yeah. talking about Candy Crush or Plants vs. Zombies, all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, but they go, thoughts. oh, how can you still play video games? You just think, my goodness, you what spend more hours on Candy Crush. <laughs> what do you think you're doing on that phone? <laughs> what does really creep me out, though, is when you look at the App Store and you, like, sort it by the top grossing or most popular, and there's, like, poker machine games oh, that are, like, the most popular. It's like, who is on their phone playing poker machine? Who is doing that and, and why? I wonder whether you can win money or if it's just you pay money and then it's just fake. I almost hope they are winning money because at least that <laughs> gives me some idea as to why you would want to do that. I don't Mr. know if they'd be able to do that through the phone, though. But may- I don't know. You can lights at pubs and clubs. You can do it at home. <laughs> yeah, I just It's so bizarre to me that someone would want to do that. I would never trust a, an app if yeah. it was offering money either because no. it's just a computer program. Surely it's Please super calculated. Yeah, right. yeah. You have one in a billion chances of winning. <laughs> I was just thinking about people getting addicted to video games and how uh, it's sort of like a very static kind of thing. Um, the solution is I was the kid at school who had the Jungle Book dance mat for the PS1 and is that the solution? <laughs> I don't know if that's the solution. Solution to something. 
But I wish I had that now. I wish I could play that now because that was super amount. That was great exercise. Um, like you had to beat all the levels and all the songs on like increasingly harder dance mat moves. It, I know that sounds awfully lame, but I was that that kid at school who did that, and that that's awesome. I wish I could do that again. There is a big push towards, well, at least there was maybe a few years ago when the Wii Fit oh, came yeah. out and the fit, well, which I bought and probably used for about. Maybe two months. It was before. definitely a gimmicky thing. Yeah, like, we're like, oh, that's a good idea, and it's like, no, just, no, it's not really. I just think no. you really got to separate your physical activity from your video gaming <laughs> for it to really be effective. I'm pretty sure you're not exerting that much effort when you're in your lounge room, worried about knocking stuff. Yeah, over. exactly. <laughs> it's just... like maybe just get outside, or go to the gym. <laughs> Although I have played that as quite a fun party game at people's houses now and then, and it's 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 oh don't get me wrong, it's fine as entertainment, oh, but yeah. don't kid yourself that you're like getting some sort of health benefit out of it. Yeah, though Jungle Book Dance Mat <laughs> wears you out. Although I swear, like I probably stayed fit as a kid just because I didn't eat and just stayed in front of the computer. <laughs> I don't know if I was fit, but I didn't put weight on because I was just up all night. All of my exercise was done through my thumbs. Doctors oh, recommend not eating, playing video games. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You become a night owl, so uh, not getting much sun. Good for preventing skin cancer. <laughs> Before we move on, anything else we've missed video game was? Oh, I think we've spent a lot of time. It's almost one episode in itself. <laughs> True. Well. Part of the the second part of this episode was something that I find very intriguing about you, in that you've won a couple of video, oh, well, you've won it more than your fair share of video games, <laughs> but you've won a couple of game shows. Yeah, I don't. It's one of those things. I just find it bizarre that people find this interesting. I don't know why everyone isn't applying to go on game shows all the time. Because it's a fascinating thing. You grow up watching game shows on TV, especially through the, like the mid '90s. Growing up, game shows were such a prominent thing. Like Family Feud, Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune. I don't know if Don't Forget Your Toothbrush is a game show, <laughs> but I remember. Oh, I remember. It was good. I remember watching a lot of that, but. It's not something you think that you are a part of, despite the fact that you can. Yeah, I don't know. I I used to always watch... Um, this is how it started. I used to always watch Wheel of Fortune growing up with my mum, and yeah. uh, I loved it. Um, and then when they decided to bring it back in, I think it was probably 2006-ish, yeah. on uh, Channel 9, they put an ad in the paper, and I thought... Why not? Why not? Which I, what's the worst that could happen? Which I think is probably a good way to, to look at it. Yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy audition process. I, I lived in Newcastle at the time and it required me to, to drive to Parramatta for the audition. Uh, and the audition, they said, would be at least six minutes. <laughs> But, at least six minutes. Um, so it was a big We've time. Got this refined. It's it, at least. Six it was minutes. a good time commitment for a six-minute audition. And what it was was, um, they got about three hundred people into a room, and it was a six-minute test. And it was essentially hangman. So they give you a topic, um, <laughs> this, the, just on a piece of paper, the dashes with some letters filled in. You had to fill in the rest. Um, and I was one of three people that got 15 out of 15 in the room. But then after six minutes, anyone that didn't get, I think it was like 12 or higher. Yeah. Thanks for your time. And so probably two-thirds of the room, six-minute test, wherever they'd come from, and then see you later. Boom. I think they've missed an opportunity here to have some sort of, like, Australian Idol-type show <laughs> about the people that didn't make it. And it's like they should string these people along like they can actually spell and construct oh. sentences. And like, nah, sorry. You're thinking, out, mate. Don't you want to throw a few duds in there just for the laughs? <laughs> Surely, right? Get, get some YouTube clips of it's complete like idiots. It's the answer's Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, they're like... 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as a result of that, I just had to do a quick interview with the producer, and then they rang me up to say, yes, you're, you're on the show. Wow. Um, Channel 9 relaunched it as Million Dollar Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. You might not even remember this. It was only on for about four weeks. Oh, I had no recollection no, of it. At um, I remember it happening. It was Yeah, it was on for four weeks. Who hosted it? Uh, Tim Campbell. Not Baby John Burgess? No, no Aww. Baby John. No Baby John. And it wasn't a it wasn't a board where the letters spun around. It was just an electronic one, but they still had the girl and she'd just touch it and the computer... <laughs> um. Do you want me to spin the wheel? No, it's want you to press the button. Just press go. We need to keep the chauvinistic stuff in this. We need to... <laughs> What were they doing? It was just, 2006. Just the letters can light up themselves; oh, it'll be yeah. fine. He could have done it via app. <laughs> so I, I was on the third week um, on the on the first show, the Monday, but they had a thing where on the on the final prize wheel, which is spin mm. if you win the night, it would have a two hundred thousand dollar wedge, mm. and they said because we're just starting and it's brand new, every time that someone doesn't win it, we'll add an extra wedge that says two hundred thousand um, dollars. So I was on I the. I thought you were going to say that. Because we just started, we don't have the two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> if we, if you get that, we'll just spin again. <laughs> Sorry, mate. That's that's two hundred thousand cents. <laughs> um, so by the time I was on, no one had won it. So it was the eleventh episode. I won my my episode, and I was spinning the prize wheel. And of the twenty four prize wedges, eleven said two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, so cool. I pretty much had a 50-50 almost chance of spinning it, uh, which I did. <laughs> And I was like poor as in uni, and I was like two hundred thousand dollars. My head was just sort of exploding. Um, but to win that, I had to solve the final puzzle, uh, and it was a film title. I love films, uh, and it was Little Miss Sunshine. And because of the letters I'd picked, it was like ninety percent lit up. It was clear to anyone what the answer was, and so I won. Literally won two hundred thousand dollars in a thirty-second sort of Holy game at the crap. end wow. in cash. What did you do with that? I was very. Normal and uh, invested in property. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, I, like I did come into money unexpectedly. That's the right yeah. thing to do. Um, yeah. But I had a few luxury items, and uh, and yeah, it was just it was just madness. Yeah. And the show got cancelled uh, one week later. You ruined them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, we didn't quite expect to lose a two hundred thousand oh, dollars. But my here's the thing: my taping occurred three weeks before I won. Yeah. And I knew the ratings were bad for it. And you sign a contract that says if they don't air your episode, you don't get your winnings. It's a bit rough. So I was petrified for two weeks, watch, telling all my friends, let's watch the show, get the ratings up, everyone. It's kind of oh like you got God. the winning lottery numbers. And yeah. You're just like... <laughs> so, I, and then they aired it and they cancelled it a week later, but because they'd aired it, they still had to pay me Thank out. Fuck. So, um, yeah, it was the best. And the, that and is be- awesome. I went down to Melbourne to film it. Yeah, and none of my friends or family came. They weren't interested, <laughs> um, and so when I won, I had to celebrate in the hotel room by myself. Um, I told one of my really good friends and a couple of other friends, but that was that was it. Yeah. So how did you celebrate? Um, I had a few scotches just back in the <laughs> hotel room. Lonely. Um, but I told everyone that I'd come second on yeah. the, my episode and won fifteen hundred dollars in a coffee machine. So everyone was like, oh, well done, well done. I went, oh, but let's just get around and watch the episode. It'll be a bit of a party. So was that deliberate on your behalf to, like, 
get it exciting or was there some sort of like confidentiality thing where you couldn't say it well technically I think they probably wanted you to be confidential but they expect they said they expect you to tell close friends and family yeah but I was like nah this will be fun this will be a, this will be a good <laughs> prank they're like don't get like skyriders and uh, <laughs> announce it just, just keep it on the down low so yeah best prank ever got like 70 of my friends and family into the room to watch it and they just freaked out on <laughs> <laughs> And I like I offered pizza and beer beforehand, and my mum comes up and goes, "What, Carl? You don't have any money. Why are you offering pizza and beer?" So just, Let's just watch the episode, mum. It'll be all right. Oh, that's incredible. So yeah, the week before I went on, I got a letter saying I was in rent arrears, and I was like, I still have a receipt at home that yeah. from when I cashed the check they gave me that says uh, bank balance because in the end I got two hundred fifteen thousand yeah. dollars, like two hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Uh, and 80 cents, available balance, 80 cents. That was literally <laughs> all I had left. I was just waiting for the check to clear. Um, so it came at the best time ever. That's incredible. And the second part of that story is, with some of that winning, I decided to go over and do a US trip with some yeah. friends. Um, and we signed up. It's free to go on The Price is Right with Drew Carey. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm on a game show role. Let's go for it. <laughs> um, so we got in. We had a, you got like a maybe 10 second interview with a producer because there was 400 people. So they just went down the line before you got in. Um, and then after the first ad break, they went, come on down, Carl Young, and called me up. Holy Did you explain shit. your pedigree to them? Like, no, I, I lied. I I've lied, had. actually. I said, uh, I always watched uh, The Price is Right with my grandma back in Australia and they'd cancelled it because they had it that time. Uh, so I, I just want to get on so my grandma will be proud, but that's, that was all lies. Oh, that's why they picked you. It's like, you don't want to let on that you're a previous winner because they're like, this guy's on to us. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's do it for his grandma. So I got called. Anyway, I feel fine about it. <laughs> you lied to Drew Carey. And I won a, I won a game because I did that thing, the horrible thing in America where... You do that four people bid for an item. Yeah. And I did the thing where I just bid $1 higher than the highest person so that I'm always going to win. <laughs> Called dollaring people. Anyway, I felt a bit like a jerk doing that. Not so much about the grandma story. Oh, well. But uh, yeah, and then I uh, ended up winning the showcase on that. What did you win? <laughs> it was like a $50,000 car <laughs> uh, desk. And then they said, we can't ship all this to Australia. Will you just accept cash? <laughs> yes, that would be better. Yes, give me all your money. <laughs> I do not accept those terms. So, so I, well I, literally, your yeah, trip. I made a profit on my holiday. It was fantastic. <laughs> but since then, uh, no luck. I went on million do- Millionaire Hot Seat yeah. and uh, answered six questions right. Passed and didn't get back round. Uh, what did you pass on? Do you remember? I think you're on a, a blacklist now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think word has got around. There's that guy. Stop this man. It was a sports question, and mm. I hate sport. It was about some cricketer's nickname, uh, and so I passed. You should have just gone their last name with a Y on the end of it, yeah. I reckon. I don't I... think that was an option, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, that would have been good. So, yeah. Palsy. Yeah. Uh, and then I've had a, a phone audition for a million dollar minute, but I haven't heard yet. What's what's um what's the phone audition like since they can't see you? That one was a it was a I think it was like a forty question quiz where you had um, they asked the question you got five seconds to answer. I assume to avoid people googling or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was hard, but I think I probably got you know about two thirds right. I don't know what the standard would be, but there was yeah. some tough like it was. 
like it went from geography, history, a question about the Kardashians, like it was because it's a general knowledge it show. Broad. It was pretty broad, so I don't think anyone's going to get like a hundred percent. No, well. I'll wait and see. If I get on, it'll be fun. If not, so this I was recent. Can't complain. Yeah, this was probably two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm still going. It's fine. <laughs> when was you? When was the first win? Sorry, probably about 2006. Still so going. That's so. awesome. I just think it's. Like uh, it's, it's an like when you perform on theatre. Like I remember my heart just going crazy. Yeah. Just this huge rush of adrenaline. I just think you've got to chase that feeling wherever you can. So I'll go on game shows as, as much as I can. It was fantastic. <laughs> you know what we have to do now, Pointy? Go on a game show? We need to go on a game show as splitting cases. Or at least go on a game show individually and podcast while we do it. You Such should as? turn your partners on and become like a family feud thing. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I've also signed my family up for that, but haven't heard yet. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Pointy's wife refuses to be on mic at all whatsoever. Oh, we're, that's probably not great. We're <laughs> looking to get her there, but I assume if she doesn't want to be on mic, she probably doesn't want to be on family feud. <laughs> Unless she can send like a proxy and be in their ear or something, but that's I don't true. think you can. Can we have like a fake wife for you or something? <laughs> A Mrs. Pointy. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Pointy. Fake Mrs. Pointy. So, can you watch game shows the same anymore, or do you just think, I could be on that? I think at the moment I'm watching Million Dollar Minute and I'm (laughs) constantly studying and trying to work out what their sort of technique of questions is and what I would do, so I sort of strategize. so I probably can't sit back and, and enjoy it as much. I s- sort of hit the table as the buzzer. My uh, wife hates that. So you're, you're proud of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, How fast can I hit something? <laughs> but I also watch Family Feud, and I, I actually probably more relax in that. It's quite fun. It, mm. It's always good when people give completely stupid answers. So it was the like the game shows as kids, like the uh, amazing game that they had. where I would have loved that. Man, I would have loved it. idiot. Do you remember that? Video was good yeah. too. I don't remember video at all. It was, it's kind of like splitting cases. Really? It was just like pop culture yeah. crap, but with kids. And you I just, remember they, yeah. had, was that, they had one where they would uh, play a song, but the music video would be from a different yeah. song, and you had to yeah. name them. But it was really cool. I remember watching it as a yeah. kid. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, Like especially for a kid's game show. It was yeah. pretty advanced. I remember the name video, but I don't remember actually watching. I just remember watching Amazing and going, I want to be there. I want to be going through those mazes and looking for treasure in different things. I reckon if they rebuilt the Amazing set and you could pay as an adult to go in teams and compete, people would go. I would go. (laughs) There was so much. I was just, why isn't my school involved in this? This is so annoying. And they used to play video games at the end as a tie-back. It would be the perfect combination for me. Perfect. Amazing. <laughs> it wasn't just a clever name. <laughs> I saw there was a Facebook group petitioning to bring back Amazing a little while ago, but I don't think they got very far. I don't think that's what Spurs Television Network's on Facebook groups. Uh, 50 people in a Facebook group. <laughs> Come on, we loved it. <laughs> uh, no, the only things I've been really watching game show-wise would be stuff like Spicks and Specs and stuff like Rock Quiz, but that's not really for people to enter. Well, I, I don't really think there's too much prize involved no. in those sort of shows. It's more for just the shits and giggles of it all. Yeah, I, I do really like Rockwiz though. I think they've got a great setup and it's a good premise. That's mm. like the SB in Melbourne? Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I would definitely do that. We Anything should do else? that. Any other game shows you guys would be interested in? Or 
No, I always liked Family Feud to the best of them all, but... Mm. Yeah, I, I think Rockwees would be more Rock up my alley. Like, because at least you know it's like a definite topic, and as long as you know enough general knowledge about music, you know you're not going to get any geography questions <laughs> or Kardashian questions randomly. So it's very like, specified. Okay. Yeah. Not make a huge ass of yourself that, not knowing that's about right. the Kardashians. That's fine. I do enough of that anyway. <laughs> I'd just be worried that there was like a really obvious question, general knowledge question that I wouldn't couldn't answer yeah. and then just sound like a complete fool. That was my main concern going on Wheel of Fortune. Just please don't let me just do something really embarrassing and just let it be fodder for my it's friends like for the rest gone of my life. It's like with the wind and you're like, oh, oh, I'm missing the O. What, what is that? <laughs> but luckily that didn't happen. Quite the opposite. But I was petrified. Did you have to go through like makeup and hair and all of that? I did. Because I was on for three nights as the carryover champ. Yeah. I only brought two shirts so I had to borrow someone else's shirt. <laughs> I literally did not think I was going to win at all. By the end of it, did you like the third night, did you walk in like a pro? You're not even nervous about it. You're just like, ah, yeah. So here's a little uh, secret to the magic of television. <laughs> okay, the, on. the whole week of episodes, all five are filmed in one day. Holy shit! So it's a marathon. Yeah, so... Uh, and it was at, like at night. So by the third episode, like this is an hour prior, I'd won $200,000. Then they went, all right, five minutes till episode two. Carl, can you change your shirt? And just, oh, I can't even let this sink in. But also, I don't have. Like your adrenaline has just spiked yeah. right through the roof. There's going to be So the third episode, down. you can tell I'm almost like comatose. Just yeah. trying to stay. Just, just let me go. And then I finally lost. Um, oh. But yeah. And then they but filmed another two episodes. Yeah. And yeah. then just, thank you. See you later. Right. So there you go. These poor carryover champs you see playing the whole week are really just doing a fucking three-hour marathon. Day. We need to start a Facebook group for that. Like, someone think of the carryover <laughs> champs. <laughs> we need to improve their conditions. So you think, especially those ones like Million Dollar Minute where it's constant general knowledge, yeah. you just get mentally tired, you I would, would think. I mean, if you get five minutes, then all right, back to the buzzer. It is a game. It's like you can game yourself on that show. If you, there's a lot of strategy involved, yeah. and I mean, there's challenges to win. I, I certainly see them. Even like Big Brother, you're going in a house to do a particular thing or not, and then you might come out a winner. Yeah, it's like uh, the skill is not your best general knowledge. It's like the skill is manipulation of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Being a fuckwit. That you're the nicest person there. They say uh, about Big Brother, though, that even if you go in with a strategy, because you're there for so long, after a while, you just sort of forget and yeah. just become. Yourself. It sounds weird that you would just forget where you are in terms and of that the cameras. cameras are everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's bizarre. I guess you would just forget though, because it becomes your life. Yeah. Have you watched Reality Check, the TV show with Tom Ballard? Yeah, I watched all of that. I found it really interesting. I found it really interesting when the guy from Big Brother said, "Look, we just told them if they had been really badly portrayed because they were just being a dick, and that happened to be what was shown, we just said." blame the editing. In your post-interview, just say to them, I was edited badly, and that explains why a lot of them said that, but he said, no, look, we never edited a storyline, we just, some people were assholes. Well, I guess it's just like real life. I mean, uh, <laughs> those things have to come from somewhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you'd think, when some of these people that become the villains... There's just so much footage of them doing terrible things yeah. that you're like, there can't be, this can't just be bad editing. You must generally be a pretty average person. If you've still, if you've still got enough footage to edit you as the villain, you've still done those things. Yeah, and other people, I mean, it's probably true. There probably is some editing. Other people probably do a bad thing every so often that gets edited out because they're the good person. Yeah, but yeah. 
You think the producers choose the villain for a reason because they know they're going to constantly well, I'm sure do they things. have a quota. When they go in to, like, cast those shows, they're going to be like, okay, well, we need a couple of these types of people, a couple of these types of people. They don't, they don't want, like, you know, a bunch of saints in there. You can look at every Big Brother cast and go, yep, they picked you, you and you to really shake things up. I would never do Big Brother because I just think you're going in thinking... I don't know what they want from me, but they're probably going to get it through editing no matter what. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I just think me. it's a show that's just so high risk. And then just the degrade celebrity status that follows it and having to do all those terrible appearances oh, and then just slowly fading from the public eye. But that's why things like Australian Idol have now just become completely useless because at the start of it the entire premise was that everyone knows you you're going to have a huge single and that's great and then you'll have a great career now everyone knows that you're fucking not going to should that have been a surprise to anyone young talent time like do you remember many people like I know there's a couple I know your love of Tina Arena but (laughs) she's just dreamy but you know not everyone got off that good no that's true but I think less less because that, that wasn't really like a competition type thing and People forget. They do. And I think I, people just watch for the competition these yeah. days. It's really sad when you've got people that win The Voice and then they they release their album and it goes to number 100 or whatever and then it's yeah. disappeared and then they, they'll just move on to the next series now and just, sorry about that. And also, it's just really like, sad. Sorry, the marketing wasn't good enough. <laughs> but then you for, like for the rest of your career that you're trying to keep up, you're sort of peddling. Oh, this person had a number one album that was all for covers they did on a TV show. Yeah, and I, rem- I remember even being said back in the day. I mean, Guy Sebastian obviously did very well out of Australian Idol, but there was some story about our Cosima Devita who came third. Her parents like mortgaged yeah. their house and stuff to try and get a career happening, and yeah. sort of just really sad how these people this whole TV show building them up to how they're going to be a star and the judges going, you're going worldwide, not just Australia, but then just sort of discarding them at the end. It is definitely taking advantage of people and, yeah, I don't know. I'm not into that sort of stuff. But that's the thing I love about the game shows you've been on. It's sort of like, you're there for a reason. You win, you don't win. See you later. They can't really do too much in the editing to make me a villain, (laughs) which is good. And they can't promise you worldwide stardom, but they can give you 200,000 Yeah, that's right. As long as they hear the episode. (laughs) That would be an interesting plot device if, like, on Wheel of Fortune, they had, like, I don't know, a title of a book that could be, like, a really lovely book or a really terrible book. <laughs> and it was like, if you chose a terrible book, <laughs> it was just a comment on, on your personality. Last thoughts? Everybody, get on these game shows. They're I lucrative, agree. and it doesn't seem like there's a massive pool of people that are trying. Do it. Thank you, Carl Luigi. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Lovely hanging out. <laughs> 